I just kind of have to hang on. I have to confess to you, weeks ago when I was given the outline for the topics of this series, and it came to Palm Sunday, and it said politics, I went to Nick and I said, I will not, I will absolutely not, I will not. I don't want to, and I will not. And he spoke truth. He said, wait a minute, politics, it's a good thing. We have to have politics. There's a difference between good politics and bad politics. You obviously are concentrating on bad politics. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. I am so wobbly because God has been wrestling with me over the course of these weeks as I prepared. Does that mean it's not good? Uh, so keep going. I'm looking for Annie. Okay. Uh, I'm weak neat because God has been, I've been wrestling with God. But God has shown up in incredible ways. And so, like usual, I'm just going to, to share from my heart. And I pray that uh, there's something in this for you this morning. Politics. Rob Bell says, it's how citizens live together. It's how we organize our shared life together for the common good. And I believe we can have good politics, and it comes by our listening to one another. It comes through our having discussions together. It comes by meeting together and making decisions together. And it comes by working hard to bring people together instead of dividing people. You see, I believe there's nothing Christian about treating others with anything less than love, less than compassion, less than respect. I believe there's nothing Christian about living as though all of them are wrong and only we I am right. I believe there's nothing Christian about refusing to listen to someone else because they might disagree with us or because we might disagree with them. I believe the political process involves compromise. It's a give and a take. I believe it involves conviction conviction from the Holy Spirit and conviction that we are going to be Jesus followers and we are going to be people who live lives of integrity and we are going to follow God's will so that good politics can be a part of who we are. And most of all, my friends, I know this sounds really simple, but I believe good politics is, is our all about faith. I, I'm not one to get caught up in all of the stuff that's being said and all of the behavior that I don't agree with, all of the, the stuff. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus and if we choose to prayerfully consider how God is leading us and guiding us, then we're going to do the right thing. And we're going to live in such a way that, that Jesus will be glorified. 
that no party, no policy, no person will be glorified, but Jesus will be glorified. Now, here's also what I believe. I believe politics involve loyal opposition. When I have been studying and I remember how scholars say that in Jerusalem that day, from one side of the town, they were expecting this military leader to ride out in this big, on this big horse. And then here comes Jesus on this little colt of a donkey. Jesus was loyal opposition. He was following his father's will for his life and for all of us who are Jesus' followers. You know, it's, I don't believe it's a sin to disagree. It's a, it's a sin when we act like anything other than Christians. I believe that good politics involve loyal opposition. I believe that good politics involve an openness of spirit. And this is where last week I talked about, first and foremost, we need to submit to the authority of God in our lives. God is God and we're not. I say that a lot, but boy, oh boy, now more than ever, it's not about us. It's about God, our Heavenly Father. And then I said, secondly, that we need to surrender our will to his will. It was really intentional, all of this Holy Spirit-filled music today. When we sang, arms and hearts wide open, I surrender. That's where you and I need to be as we prayerfully move forward in this political election year. We surrender to our will. We surrender to the will of Jesus Christ in our life. And we trust that God's got us in this. It gets pretty nasty. It has gotten really nasty already, but I believe God's got this. Thirdly, last week I said that it's all about our trusting and obeying. So I ask you this morning, are you listening? Are you listening to how God is leading and guiding you to live your life as a follower of Jesus Christ? Because I believe that that's different than the society is calling us to live. We need to look different. We need to, we need to act differently. We need to be bold, confident, courageous, loving, compassionate followers of Christ. And finally, I believe politics involve brutal honesty. Brutal honesty in love and with the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Agreeing to disagree. Because as Christians, it's called the Micah Mandate. It comes from Micah 6.8, but we are to seek justice. We are to seek mercy we are called to bring no disgrace to the name of Jesus. And that's where I've been convicted. Just perhaps in even my complacency, I am bringing disgrace to the name of Jesus. God is calling you, God is calling me to be, uh, to step it up, to be followers of Jesus Christ, to live in such a way that 
that people know who and whose we are. Finally, I believe that we Christians are called to, to live a life of holiness, of righteousness. Our identity is in Jesus, not in a Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or whatever you are. Our identity is in Christ and Christ alone. Are you living in such a way that people know that? We're called to live in faith, not fear. I mean, it's scary. I, I guarantee, I mean, I agree with that. It's scary. But God is God. Throughout history, God has been in control. Let's live a life of faith, claiming fully that God has a plan. God has a purpose. And then let's try to determine how we are being called to vote, how we are being called to lead, how we are being called to live. Christians, we are called to humility. We need to be responsible citizens. We need to be involved in the political environment. But our eyes need to be on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Not on policy, parties, candidates. You know, this is just Joanne's opinion, I'm saying. And finally, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to value people. We need to love people. That means we can have very brutally honest conversations. And it means that we can ask questions. Hey, I don't get how you can even think that way. But talk to me about it a little bit. Ask questions. Listen deeply to one another. Have, have honest conversations to say, hey, I think you're kind of crazy, but let's talk about this. That's, that's what we're called to be about. Our founder, John Wesley, in 1774, told his people this. I met those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election, and I advised them to vote without fee or reward, to speak no evil of the person they voted against. Whoo! Gee whiz! And to take care that their spirits were not sharpened against those that voted on the other side. I hope that spoke to you as much as it spoke to me. And then in the first century, there was a theologian. He, he, has, he was named a saint in the Catholic Church, Saint Augustine. And he said this, Let us on both sides lay aside all arrogance. Let us not on either side claim that we have already discovered the truth. Let us seek truth together as something which is known to neither of us. For then, only then, may we seek it lovingly and tranquilly. If there be no bold presumption that it is discovered and already possessed. I just have to say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's the only truth we know. That's what we need to hang on to. He is who we need to hang on to. 
So let's be reminded what Micah 6.8 says. The Lord has showed you what is good. Do you hear that? The prophet said, the Lord, not man. The Lord has showed you what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly. To love mercy. And to walk humbly with your God. So to me, that means walking a life in a life of faith. Instead of what I am prone to do, judge and complain and back out of the way, like, ooh, I don't want to be involved in something like that. Instead of blaming, complaining, whining, or even being rude and nasty, it's taking our stand for Jesus Christ and getting down on our knees and praying that God would make it clear to us who we need to vote for. I mean, it's as simple as that. To pray that we would be led, that we would be guided to be citizens of integrity, to be citizens worthy of following the example of Christ. To me, it's all about faith. The psalmist speaks it beautifully in Psalm 91. Listen to these words. The person who dwells in the shelter of the Most High God will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High God your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then then no harm will befall you. doesn't mean that you've got an easy life, but it means that God's got you in the midst of all that you're going through. No disaster will come to your tent. For God will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. That means the enemy. That means the ways in which evil is trying to permeate every bit of your life and my life. Hmm. You will trample the great lion. You will trample the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he knows my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. 
With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's the word of God upon which we need to be standing. That's the word of God upon which we need to be living. Not just in this year of political election, but no matter what we are going through, this is what we need to stand on. We're, call, we're being called to step it up. So as we enter into Holy Week, we're called to remember the price that Jesus paid for us so that we might have these promises of God. We're called to remember all of the, the, the ancestors of faith who have gone before us and the price they paid for us. We're called to remember those Christians around the world who are paying a price right now and being persecuted. We're called. We're called. Hosanna. As Jesus rode into Jerusalem, the people were waving palm branches and they were shouting, Hosanna. That means save us. But it wasn't very long, just a few days later, and they were shouting, crucify him, kill him. We have a choice in how we are going to choose to live our lives. I believe we need to choose the road of unswerving faith. I'll let Nick get ready, and let's just join in prayer together. God, oh God, we need you. Sometimes fear overwhelms us. Sometimes judgment and, and our our way or the highway mentality takes over. We so want to live a life following the example of Christ. So right here, right now, we surrender to you. We say, give us the courage, give us the faith to live as followers of Jesus. Help us, guide us, direct us, let this nation be a nation that is a, huh, a nation under God. We love you, and we humble ourselves before you. In the name of Christ, amen.